Welcome to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere with your host, Chris Parker. And welcome back to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere. This is Chris Parker, and I have a guest who is very special to me, Nicole Wright. And Nicole is currently in the UK. Uh, she works with Sullivan and Stanley, and she is the European partner for SNS and has been busy, busy building the, as they call it, the CXO community. So the, the um, chief CFOs, CIOs, you know, you know, company leaders here in the Netherlands working on the expansion there. And I've been delighted to be part of that community from very early on and have been working with her on, on the market uh, entry strategy and, and making a lot of uh, introductions and just been having such a good time with Nicole. Um, and I'm delighted that she could uh, make some time for the podcast as well. So Nicole, thank you so much for joining. Um, can you for, and I would love to hear how you describe this as well. Um, what is it, Nicole, what is it that you do and why is it that you do what you do? Uh, so as you said, I'm a partner for Sullivan and Stanley. Uh, we're a, a change consultancy, one that's been born out of a, re a real desire to disrupt traditional management consultancies um, and help businesses today thrive in the next decade. So uh, my background is very much in exec headhunting. So working with CIOs and chief technology officers and chief operating officers to quite often build a, um, an interim team of experts to be parachuted in to help the business go through a period of change. So having spent a lot of time in boardrooms and being really privileged to do so, I kind of understand a lot of the challenges that organizations face when they're going through change. Um, and I love my time doing headhunting and recruitment and uh, I've worked on global roles with big brands, but um, I wanted to try to do more. I felt like the recruitment model was dying and actually it became very difficult to be strategic and not transactional with organizations and with execs the way that I was used to being. And uh, yeah, I, I kept bumping up against this company, SNS, uh, in the UK and they kept beating me out to work. And uh, it was a case of go out on your own and uh, set, up on your, set up yourself or if you can't beat them, join them. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I was introduced to Pat, who's the CEO, by a headhunter who placed me in my last gig. And, and he just said, you guys are either going to get on like a house on fire or it's going to go nowhere. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the former was the case. We just got on really well. And so Pat's ambition has been to, to build this consultancy um, to challenge the big four, to have experts like me who understand um, how to build teams work with practitioners hand in hand and exec teams to really start to, to challenge how companies go about change. Um, do you need to do a big multi-year big bang transformation with Accenture or Deloitte? Or actually, can you work with a, a, an organization that can upskill your team, uh, you know, design the future, um, co-execute, co-strategize, co 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 co-execute, and then exit gracefully, um, but be there in the future when you need help. And yeah, the whole model for me just clicked um, so I'm a partner for Europe. SNS has been going for four years, very successful in the UK, grown significantly. But in my last job, I spent a bit of time working with clients in the Benelux region um, and felt that it was the right time to take SNS to, to mainland Europe. So my job is really to work with execs and firms, large and small, in the Benelux region to understand what their challenges are uh, and to help them, um, you know, 
change, adapt, flex, pivot, uh, and really thrive in the new decade. Mm. So yeah, mm. uh, spend lots of time working with executives um, who are clients, but equally love networking. I'm a real connector, um, love moderating events, and uh, quite often find myself you know, heading up roundtables, talking about things like um, exponential leadership or, or climate change and sustainability. Um, and those types of conversations really enthuse me about what, how, what I can do with clients can, can really help shape the future hmm. of work. So uh, I'm question. Um, and as we just experienced, your passion and enthusiasm and energy uh, is, is extremely high. And, and I, I, I'm just oftentimes in awe and how much you can get done at, you know, in such a compressed amount of time. Um, what motivates you to do this? Like, what, what is the why behind the why here? And I've, um, I've been working with you for a year and I'm, we haven't had that conversation yet. So I'm really curious. Um, yeah, that's what, 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 what is the fuel that's um, behind all of this fire? So I'm, you probably can tell I'm from Scotland. Um, so my family are very much working class. Um, my mum's a nurse. My dad built his own company from the ground up, which is a building company. Um, my grands are cleaning a hospital and I guess I kind of came from a very working class background where my mum and dad worked hard for everything. My dad built a business from, from nothing. He was very entrepreneurial. And then I went to a private school, um, loved it, really academic, really sporty. And that's where I just became a kind of super competitive person. Mm. But I've always been, even as a young child, the kind of person who likes spending time in adult company and talking about, you know, more kind of adult conversation so I think I've always been a really personable chatty individual so designing a career that revolves around speaking to people being empathetic understanding what some of their big challenges are and then agreeing I'm going to be the person that goes the extra mile and helps them is just something that's really come come naturally to me Mm -hmm. so I think there's a lot about you know working class roots coming from a family that just gets stuff done, that has a real iron will, and also just having a desire to just do better. I think, you know, having been in headhunting and recruitment, there's a lot of mediocrity, there's a lot of over-promising and under-delivering. And what always kind of set me aside is if I say I'm going to do something, then I'll do it. And if I can't, then I'll be really honest about the fact that I can't, and here's why, and here's Mm -hmm. a different solution. So the drive for me has always been actually doing something that no one's done before I've never taken a job where I've taken over a team I've always gone to business to set up uh, a new division in a new market um, or you know a, a different set of clients that they wouldn't normally have and I think I've always liked the challenge of doing something that's not already being done mm-hmm. um, to do it in a way where you know I get to just talk to people all yeah. day meet people um, well, wait yeah, a second. A wait a second, Nicole. Um, you're bringing the the Sullivan Stanley to the Netherlands and the Benelux region, and that that's that's just a consultancy. So that's nothing new. Or is well, it something? Is it something different? It's definitely something different. So, okay. you know, I know, I know so. that. That's why I'm, <laughs> I know that. I'm just tickling you a little bit that that, that um, it is a different way of looking at transformation and change, um, yeah. and and somehow amazingly, you know, in just a few, you know, short months and just, you know, going in, into the whole Corona COVID, you've established multiple communities of over 100 people each um, at a different levels of management and executive levels that are passionate about this. So 
what is it that's unique here that is so attractive for so many people? So I guess you can look at it through a few different lenses. Uh, we kind of have a, if you imagine like a, an infinity figure of eight, but actually kind of a triple infinity. Uh, we talk about clients, um, community, uh, and then and then associates. So if you're an exec who has spent their entire career client side as a permanent employee, what we found is that a number of those people um, want to have a different relationship with work now than what they've had in the past. And actually the journey into being a, a portfolio executive where someone, for example, who's worked for ABN AMRO or ING or Philips for a number of years can take all of those experiences and perhaps start to go into other organizations where they can coach, mentor, upskill and advise. So you have this movement of permanent knowledge workers away from the nine to five gig into the space. And then at the same time, on the community aspect, there's lots of events, but the, some of them are very much consulting-led where there's a vendor agenda. Sometimes it's very difficult to have a, a low-ego conversation where you can just get things off your chest, share your experiences. And actually, a lot of execs want to help people through situations that they've been through before. Um, and from a client perspective, actually, you don't necessarily want to buy a playbook or you don't want to buy into a three-year transformation because things change really quickly. So when you add all those things together, experts wanting to consult in a different way, being fed up with buying playbooks, organisations kind of tiring of, oh, well, you know, you won't get sacked if you hire the big four. They actually want to get results. Um, and by working with an organisation that's full of people like them who have been client-side all of their careers who've succeeded and failed and, and have the scars and, and battle wounds uh, and just actually now want to really deliver um, but also as well have a community they can hook into where they can speak to others mm. that are going through the same thing you know community first commerce second socially conscious consulting and doing good by doing the right thing i think the world's just ready for a change so yeah it's a consulting organization but you know by, a, by another name and, and certainly with a different ethos. Yeah, it certainly feels like a community to me. And, and in full disclosure to, for people listening, um, I think I, I, I personally fit in a couple of those different roles, meaning if I was in a um, you know, CIO, CTO role, I would definitely call Nicole um, to help with, with transformation strategy and execution um, for sure. Also, um, in addition to coaching through Ebullient and my film work, um, I also do interim jobs and project jobs. And um, through that, I consider myself an associate. Um, I'm even called a lead associate um, sometimes here in the Netherlands for SNS. And, um, and that's just been joyful to work very closely with Nicole on, on getting that, you know, that proposition landed and, and adapted to the, the Dutch market. And we've also used the simplicity scan a little bit to, um, with with not only Nicole but other people in SNS to orient on, you know, what how does that model actually work over here? You know, because it's it's nearby geographically. There's a body of water in between, but culturally, it's a bit different as well. Um, yeah. And having lived here for about twenty years, I'm certainly not Dutch, um, but I have a, a bit of an exposure to it. So it's a uh, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely a fanboy of Nicole and, and SNS. Um, so how did, how did you get it done? So, so many people ignited, um, onto these, um, communities, events, 
masterminds. Um, somehow you're able to open doors and, and get people to answer their phone and take note. So w- please tell me your, your secret ingredient. <laughs> secret sauce. Mm. Um, I think in the, in the first instance, in my experience, executives the world over are just really used to being sold to. So my initial approach is never to, to sell anything because I really, from a cold approach, don't know anyone. Apart from what you can kind of garner on LinkedIn or what someone who you know might have told you or what you could read on a company report. Um, it's just really difficult. You know, why, why would you try and sell something to someone without speaking to them? So I think my initial approach is very much, you know, I'm Nicole, uh, mm-hmm. s business who do this. And I think initially the community approach really works. So, you know, we've, we run these executive communities. These are some of the events that we've got. And we're really lucky. We've got a fantastic um, digital setup. So if you look at SNS's YouTube page, you can really quite quickly get a view on um, some client testimonials, but a lot of different events we've run. So whether it's a future business summit, which we've done a number of times in the UK, um, we were actually supposed to be doing our first one in the Netherlands in April uh, and linked to uh, Formula One. COVID had other ideas. But really quite quickly, you can get a sense from a number of execs around what it means to be part of a community, what types of events we do um, in the UK and in the Netherlands. There's some associate kind of videos that talk about, you know, why they've come to work for SNS and, and some client ones as well. So I think what makes it really easy for me is the fact that we've got a lot of content that we can share with people up front. So it's quite soft that, you know, this is what I do. You can see it in my profile. Here are some of the events that SNS do. Um, and this is what we're all about. If you think that that might be of interest, either as a, you know, potential portfolio exec or, or someone who's maybe a little bit sick of working with the, the same kind of partners in your company mm. um, or, or if you just want to be part of a community um, of peers where you can share experiences get some advice real time uh, and come to some events whether that's online or in person then let's have a conversation so I think that my approach is um, yeah genuine I think I'm pretty warm mm-hmm. pretty authentic and share that in common with everyone in SNS. It's just about really understanding people um, before you even try to offer anything. And, and there are some people who will only ever be part of a community, but they've got really great ideas and they're a contributor. And that's absolutely fine. You know, there are some people who want to change their life and be an associate and we can coach them through the journey. And there are some people who are just saying, I just need help. Can you help? Um, and there's that kind of consistent journey. So I think in the first instance, it's just like, can we can we just get to know each other? Like, can we have mm. a call? Um, and if you're an exec getting, you know, 100 cold emails or emails every day, maybe that's the one that you might listen to because <clears throat> it's less forced um, and it's, yeah. Fancy, yeah, the, the, the thing that um, really resonated with me, and I think this goes back to late last year sometime, um, that there was a small intimate dinner setting and Darren was over there in Linden um, and he was do, he, he was given his presentation, his passion about basically comparing punk rock and change, I think. Um, yep, and, and it was, and it was like, this is interesting. This is different. Okay. You know, this is not what I expected, you know, you know, being invited to a, you know, consultancy dinner. Um, and then other events, 
which I also thought was delightful is, you know, you did a bit of uh, some, some introduction, some, some welcoming, but then it was community members just presenting their stories and their passion. And, and um, that was also great. And um, you have also stepped in and became an exponential leadership expert because we had the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the bit of a round table, I guess in January, February, I don't know, brought about 15 people into a room for a couple hours and thought deeply about what does leadership mean in this time of ex- exponential technologies and exponential business models. And that evolved into an, what we call an orange paper. I'll put a link to that. You can download that for free. And, and even though we presented that many, many times and, and the, the, even though you're in, technically in sales, um, you're so much more to the, than that, I think, but you, um, the last presentation we did, which was a 90 minute presentation, you, you presented a whole chapter of that as well. So it was just, you know, cause someone wasn't able to join and you just stepped right in there and, and you owned that. So what I, what I love about it is it's, it's community, it's content, it's helping, um, and then followed by, by commerce. So, um, you mentioned COVID and Corona and I, I know a bit your, your financial plan and, and basically that has cocked that all up, I think. Um, cause, cause it's, you know, not being able to come over and, and basically people can't meet up. Um, How's that, how's that worked for you or not worked with the whole Corona? Because I, I know it's, it's been well, tough, but I'm curious, what, what, what is your response to the Corona challenge these days? So I think personally, initially I struggled because, as I mentioned to you, I um, have built a career of just uh, spending time in front of people. So I've never usually been in the office. I've usually been a bit of a nomad. Spent my time out meeting, you know, clients, associates, candidates, whatever you want to call it. So initially I found it, quite tough personally just to make the adjustment and actually I was uh, looking at apartments in Amsterdam the week when uh, lockdown happened so I was hoping mm-hmm. to foothold locally um, and everything just changed but I think I'm I'm a very resilient person uh, so I'll always stick with it um, and SNS as well did quite a lot to to really help everyone feel still part of the business so we we're doing you know like and yoga and like kind of water cooler chats so I think all of that helped I don't think it's ever going to replace for me being in a room with someone uh, I think there's just the, the magic that if you go and meet someone for a coffee you might end up chatting for an hour and a half two hours um, or, or for a lunch or for dinner and it's that kind of you know a lot of communication is not in what you say and how you say it it's, it's body language it's contextual clues uh, it's being in the room and kind of feeling the feel Mm. so um, it's not easy growing a a business in a new territory but doing it remotely slightly harder what's made it less difficult was the fact that everyone's in the same the same situation so the playing Mm. field has been leveled and it's a real equalizer Mm. Uh, and actually I guess maybe in hindsight I could have done more upfront work remotely uh, and then come and spend more time in person but you know we're working on a strategy to to get me back out on a regular basis and that feels really good. Um, so, you know, socially distant activities, maybe some golf, some uh, some lunches, some dinners. Um, but yes, I think the phrase I've used is Corona Coaster. So there's been some extreme highs and uh, some extreme lows. Um, and there's not been a lot of middling. So, um, and, and that's that's only a recent thing where it's really started to feel like I've, I've got a grip on it personally. And uh, it started to feel comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit up and down. I don't know, like how how you feel about it, how you've dealt with it. 
Well, for me, it, it's it's been very much a, a family uh, experience. So with, with two boys, 10 and 11, um, we actually decided to keep the boys away from school even before the government, just a couple of days before the government decided it. Um, yeah. and, and then we made a bit of a plan, a, a, a schedule to try to bring some structure to the boys so it's not just complete chaos, also not a holiday. Um, yeah. Set up that the school responded really well with the... Um, you know, the distance learning and those types of things. We have um, gone through and, and basically cleaned out the entire forest, picking up trash because we wanted to get ourselves and the boys out of the house. And I've, you know, ordered these grabbers and stuff. And uh, that's a whole, a whole funny uh, cultural story there that, that, uh, that I'll tell anyways, because you asked me, but um, the, the, not long ago, I was pulled over by a forest ranger type guy and he scolded me for picking up trash on the side of the road and said, it's not allowed. You need a city permit and stuff. And I was like, Hmm, okay, this feels odd. Um, yeah, my Dutch isn't perfect. So I might've lost some of the <laughs> words, but the, the growl on his face was, was certainly uh, telling me. Uh, and then we called the city and they had no idea what this person was talking about. And then they were so thankful that they actually brought extra grabbers, more three of those big plastic rings to hold the bag and a bunch of heavy duty bags and gave us a number to call whenever we do it so they can come pick it up. So it was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, clearly there was some miscommunication out there in the forest <laughs> on the side of the road, but, um, um, That's and, al and also for me, of course, um, Corona, um, gave me an opportunity to, to really launch a and, um, and, and part of that journey was also using the simplicity scan with you and Matt and other people from, from SNS to, I'm not sure if it's so much get your thinking straight, but get my thinking straight on what it is you were doing. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, how, how did you experience using the simplicity scan, um, reflecting well, your business and, 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 and talking about it with, uh, with other people in your organization? Well, if you remember, you ambushed me. <laughs> no, kidding on. Uh, well, we were saying having lunch and you were drawing out this grid and, and I, I wasn't really sure what it was. I thought it was mm. some kind of strange Gantt chart methodology. But uh, you, you sat and took it through um, took, took myself and Matt Stanley, who's our head of client services, through that process. Mm. And as much as you've been very close to SNS and, you know, Matt and I are in the business, it was interesting to see where some some little things came up where there was gaps and when you have a visual on one page and every box is full except one all of a sudden it becomes immediately clear that there's some there's something in that like we have mm. we have to talk about that so i think it's um it was really thought-provoking for me personally especially because sns as you've said in the uk is you know it's still a scale-up business it's not 100 percent mature we're always in beta mode and we're always testing and learning. And then with bringing in the business and kind of, you know, Benelux region, predominantly the Netherlands, there's, there's things that are different uh, culturally, um, socially with clients, you know, commercially, the way people are used to interacting. And so I think it highlighted for us where some of those differences were, where there were some real kind of synergies and similarities, but also you don't know what you don't know. So it gave us some areas where we had to uh, clue up and ask questions for people like yourself, people in the group, get some expertise uh, and really sharpen the pencil on the, the proposition, uh, what was different, what was intrinsically the same um, and what was the path forward. So, yeah, I think it was um, a bit of an epiphany. So mm. one of my favourite words, epiphany, a moment of illumination. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, Epiphany. Yeah. Yeah. It was like an aha type, type, yeah. type moment. 
yeah, yeah I, I remember that now it was um because matt stanley was coming over he's head of delivery if i for whatever the title is but he's in charge of yeah. getting stuff done um yeah. and and he was going to come explain how sns gets stuff done and, and I, I remember i asked for a piece of paper and then i just sketched out the 15 blocks and as and as he started was talking we, i just started writing whenever anything came up i put it in a block and then towards you know the end of the lunch i said well you know there, you know here's some, some bits that i don't understand and here's some bits and, and then we actually converted that to the formal canvas later so that was that was fun that was um i remember that so yeah so um speaking of getting stuff done um another thing that i that i also like and appreciate about the sns method is you don't have to sign up as a client to this ginormous expensive risky you know horror transformation three-year thing that's gonna you're gonna choke and die on um, you have you have you have it chunked up into these smaller blocks. Can you share a little bit on the vision behind that? Because because I that's something I, I quite appreciate about the, the the engagement method. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got what we call a steel thread methodology, which is really a a, a circle. Um, and at the beginning of it, it's really asking clients the question: Do you understand, or or how do you evaluate? How do you know the point in which in your organisation that change programs fail? And the reason I ask that is that what we know now today is that 84% of all transformations fail. Um, and then on top of that, 53% of, of any change program ends up running 189% over budget. So what you've got is a trend where seven years ago, McKenzie said 70% of transformations fail. Now today, in a more volatile world where you're having to react more quickly, we're getting worse at change instead of better. So the very first thing, we like to do with an organization is go in and really baseline and understand what the change maturity looks like in the business and and more often than not it's an alignment issue with the senior leadership team mm -hmm. so we've um developed over four years a, a tool and methodology called change ready six so it looks at the six different foundations of, of change the things that we think are really important to get right so at the top end you're looking at strategy leadership you're also looking at customer value, delivery. Um, and we take these six different factors, hence Change Ready Six, um, and we do a, a number of assessments with 20 execs or, or kind of senior leaders across your business. So what we start to get is not a biased point of view, but really the wisdom of the crowd. Um, and then over a seven-day period, we do those assessments, and then we play those back in our exec session with the board. And there's usually a couple of kind of, like we said, ping, aha moments. Mm -hmm. um, we, we did it with a client, sorry. Epiphany. Yeah, yeah, epiphany, yeah, exactly. Um, and we've done it with a number of clients where they feel we're really aligned. But what ends up happening is in that discussion, it's not the case. Um, so then ultimately anything that funnels down into the business is, is doomed to failure. So, so Chain Very Six is really the cornerstone of, of any client engagement that we do to baseline maturity of change and then we use it as an ongoing assessment. That's seven days and then we usually do after that a client immersion. So what have we learned across these six factors? Let's do a workshop with some of the experts in our change mm -hmm. society. Best place to give you a point of view. Um, and that can sometimes be a half a day workshop or it could be you know four or five days depending on the scale of the challenge that the organization is dealing with. Um, and once you've got a clear view on that, a clear line of sight about where you're trying to get to, where we have to remediate, where you might need a strategic insertion of capability, 
what the requirements are to coach, skill and mentor. We then tend to go into 90 day value cycles. Um, and what that means is that every 90 days, we're accountable to deliver the organization an outcome or a series of outcomes. So as you said, you're not signing up for five years because no one knows what the future looks like in five years. It might be the program takes 12, 18 months, two years, but we've got these 90-day breakpoints and these 90-day evaluations and outcomes, which keeps us really honest and allows the client to stop, pivot, you know, or continue. Mm. Um, and quite often that means parachuting in teams, accelerating outcomes, um, and then we're monitoring that on an ongoing basis through Change Ready Six. So, yeah, it's about it's about small teams of experts who have been client side their whole career, really closely working with the exec team of an organisation to you know co-create, challenge, um, and co-execute the the change and and kind of kill off this idea of three to five year transformations and get organizations and, and the operating model, mm. the ways of working and the culture with, with the right capabilities that they can start to deal with constant change on their own. Um, and then we're only needed on, on really specific specialist uh, items rather than you know, being integrated in the business for, for, from now mm. into time. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me. And, and what is your dream? Because <clears throat> you know, you're, you're, you're responsible for um, bringing this movement, if you will, this, this mindset of change to the Netherlands. Yep. Um, you know, if you roll forward six to 12 months, um, what, is, what is Sullivan and Stanley Benelux or, or SNS Netherlands? What does that look like to you? So a couple of different things. For, for me, I, th- I would like to have 10 kind of avatar clients. And I guess what I mean by that are organizations that from you know the last six months until that point, we've taken on that journey and they can stand up and say, this is the way that you should be doing change. So success stories of organizations who we've fundamentally been able to help thrive through this period and beyond, um, who can stand up and say, this is the way things should be done. I think I'll feel like I've been successful if I can do that. Mm. I also would like the community to continue to grow. Um, As I said to you at the top of the call, we were due to have a a summit with around 200 execs uh, and it was all linked into Formula One. So I'd absolutely love it if this time next year, there was the first Dutch Grand Prix and actually be 36 years. Uh, and, you know, we'll be kind of standing in the paddock watching Max Verstappen go head to head with Lewis Hamilton with a bunch of those clients with a glass of something saying, probably Heineken, saying, Has, hasn't this been successful and, and wouldn't that be fantastic? So those two things would definitely be um, front and centre of my list. Um, and maybe in a slightly longer time period, I'd, I'd like to, have the opportunity to go and do something somewhere again. Because as I said to you, don't like to sit still for too long, mm. like the challenge of doing something new. So perhaps in the two or three years when the Benelux region's thriving and doing very well, there'll be a person that I can uh, hand over to and I can go and try and do it somewhere else, some, somewhere new. So that, that's a dream for me. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's uh, the dream for SNS as well. Outstanding. I love it. So last question, unless you have anything to add, but uh if there is, um, you know, a uh, executive 
of an organization that's going through change or, or, or well, they all are, and they're really yeah. triggered by the style and the method, um, what's the best way for them to engage with the community? Um, I think, first of all, like, have a chat, have a chat with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, an initial conversation just to find out a little bit about what they're going through talk to them about what the community is, mm-hmm. make sure, you know, that resonates with them. Um, more than happy to also make some introductions to people in our business um, or, or people in the community who might be able to help first off. But I think, yeah, as an initial filter point, just getting to know people is important. And it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not a extremely exclusive and, you know, you have to be a certain type of person. But at the same time, people invest a lot of time and energy and effort to be part of the community. And we want people who are going to contribute when they can. Mm. So we also want to make sure that the people who are interested, you know, understand what it means to be part of the community and share some of the values and ethos mm. that we've got. So uh, a call or a zoom or a FaceTime with me mm. is a great first point of call. Um, and then I guess yeah. you take it from there. Lovely. And, and um, in the show notes, I'll put SullivanandStanley.com, which is the website, and you can find Nicole. Um, she's Nicole J. Wright on LinkedIn. Um, I'll put both of those in the show notes. And um, if you're triggered by this, and if you're thinking differently, or if you're seeking to think differently about uh, making change happen uh, better uh, moving forward, then uh, get in touch. And if you're, if you're, <laughs> I'm about to say lucky, but maybe unlucky. Um, uh, you might actually have me on one of those uh, discovery sessions or, or immersion <laughs> sessions and, and maybe even working on a project because in my portfolio, I do corporate work, um, you, know, you know, like the, the SNS does, and, and I'm delighted to be connected that way. Um, and then my coaching and filmmaking as well. So uh, outstanding. Nicole, thank you so much for joining. I really, really appreciate the time. And um, I'm looking forward to continuing the journey with you over the next months and year. Thanks, Chris. Learn more at ebullion.com slash podcast.